What is going on, everybody? Welcome to this old school edition, this Monday edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. I am your host for this episode, Andy York. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us each and every week, whether you've been with us since the beginning or this is your first time tuning in and listening to us. We really appreciate you guys listening each and every week and uh, giving us a chance to talk about the wrestling things and everything that we enjoy talking about because this is for the fans, by the fans, and we want to talk about everything you want to hear. And so uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us. If you're joining us on the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel, uh, we really appreciate you looking at our beautiful faces as we go throughout each episode. We really appreciate that. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, follow, watch the other, all the other amazing content that is on this channel as well. Um, and if you're listening to us on the Sports Wire, we really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us there. Um, make sure you go and listen to all of their other related shows as well, because they have a lot of amazing shows that not just cover that don't just cover wrestling, but cover baseball. If baseball is ever going to happen, which oh, that's a topic for another day, because that's a button that I don't want to go through right now. Um, but they talk about baseball, football, a lot of other stuff over there as well. So definitely go check them out and listening to us. If you could hear the laugh in the background, of course, I am not alone. I am joined once again by the OG host of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, Chris Belcher. Yeah, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good. Happy old school Monday to you. Um, we are on the road to WrestleMania, so we're exclusively talking about WrestleMania stuff. Yeah. And that is my it's my favorite time of year because we get to crank out a lot of new content. We get to dive into a lot of the same matches and moments and superstars and stuff like that, but they don't get old. You know, it's no. it's it's this season that we can cover some of the some of the highlights of the lifetime of the WWE, if you will. So uh, it's awesome. I love this time of year. It's so much fun. Yeah, man. And this episode specifically is is WWE WrestleMania uh, related because we are talking about the Hall of Fame this week, which um, coming off of the Pat McAfee interview with Vince McMahon, which if you have not listened to it, please go listen to that and the Brock Lesnar one because what's amazing, tangent really quick, right off the rip, but... Uh, the fact that Brock and Vince don't do interviews ever and Pat McAfee had both of them on yep. within less than a month of each other is one, a testament to the like t- changing times and everything, but two, how good Pat McAfee is and what That's he exactly does. Right. So props to him. Shout out to him because I think your opinion as well. I'm not going to speak for you. You can tie into this as well. I think he's the best commentator in, in professional wrestling right now, if I'm going to be really honest, because He's passionate, he's fun, he's exciting, and he's not like copy-paste of everybody else. Nope. And so he's by himself in a league of his own, I believe. And well, you see I, that in his I, interviews. You're exactly right. But I think he and Corey Graves are like two different leagues. So you yep. have Corey Graves who comes from the Bobby Heenan school of thought where yep. you get in jabs and you do the snarky things and you uh, pick on the other commentators, Byron Saxon, and you <laughs> uh, you root for the heels, and you right. do those things, but you do it well to where people, you know, see what you're doing and know the hard work that you're putting in, but they just want to strangle you because you're cheering for the heels. Right. It's like Bob. Uh, that's copy paste Bobby Heenan. I'm not saying that's not Corey Graves, but right. Corey Graves does that better than anybody. Then you flip over to Pat McAfee, who is just a fan who's been given a microphone. And, it's and the dude is able to speak his mind and not to dive too much into this Vince interview because we want you to go back and listen to it. But Vince told Pat McAfee, if I didn't like what you were doing, yeah. you wouldn't be here. 
Yeah. Like the important thing for you being here is you being you and people can relate to that. Vince said that. Yeah. So Vince is not trying to make him somebody that he's not. He's not in his ear all the time telling him what to say and when to say it and yada, yada, yada. He's letting him be Pat. Pat's attitude and excitement and passion is, uh, it's infectious. Yeah. And it just grabs you. So that makes Pat McAfee a great commentator, a great interviewer, and just an all-around fun human being that I just want to go hang out with, man. Yeah. Like, I want to go spend an evening with Pat McAfee. Yeah, I want to just go. He he, and like it's one of those things of like he's not a heel or a face. He's just a fan because yes, he, he cheers Roman. He's for the bloodline, and then he trashes Baron Corbin. Like yes, it, it's all of that is, is a lot of fun. So, um, with the Hall of Fame and everything, you know, I believe we're not going to touch celebrities because celebrity Hall of Fame things are just what they are at this point. Sometimes, um, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason as to why they go in. And sometimes like Pete Rose, it makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think Pat's a definite <laughs> celebrity hall of famer yep. at some point down the line, but yep. we're going to kind of talk about the hall of fame. We're going to go look through, we're not going to look through each class or anything because that would take forever. And honestly mm-hmm. would kind of be a little boring, but we're going to look at a lot of different categories when it comes to the hall of fame. I'm going to look at the um, people that are in the Hall of Fame that we feel probably shouldn't be. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we'll make that for some of these, because I'm sure I may push a button or two with yours. Uh, With mine, I may push a button for you that you, if we want to defend it, I think we should defend it and everything like that as well. I mean, just remember, if you're listening to this or watching this, these are just our opinions. Our opinions are not facts. They're not whatever. They're just our opinions and, we have a podcast that we can share them. And if you don't like it, then, you know, subscribe anyway. So, um, <laughs> but we're going to kind of go through, we're going to talk about the people that are in the class, are in hall of fame that we feel probably shouldn't be in the hall of fame. Um, then we're going to kind of look at the other side of it, of people that are not in the hall of fame that, you know, we feel should be in the hall of fame, mm-hmm. excluding the people that we can see. For example, the rock is more than likely going to yes. go into the hall of fame next year. So we're not going to talk about him a lot because that's a given. They're just waiting for the perfect time. Obviously, this year, The Undertaker is being inducted in Texas, which you didn't want to do it last year in front of nobody. You want to do it in front of a fan fan right. base and also in front of you know his hometown as well. So yep. we're going to kind of exclude those two guys. But we're going to look at a lot of other guys because I found it harder. I found it more like I had more people that are not in the Hall of Fame that should be kind of rather than the other way around. Obviously, there <laughs> are a few people that... Yep you know, shouldn't be in there that are in there that we're going to cover and talk about. And then at the end of it, we're going to kind of look into the future of, you know, if wrestling stopped today, who on the current roster would be a sure in WWE yep. Hall of Famer, um, yep. which not necessarily is confined to just WWE. There may be some other guys in some other places that, that deserve to be in there as well. So, well, and, and to, to piggyback on that, like we're not going to go through this list and say, Oh my goodness, Brock Lesnar's not in the hall of fame. Why is he not right. in the hall of fame? Well, come on people. Right. Like, that, that's not what we're after, but we're see this idea for this in or out hall of fame episode really sparked me. Um, a couple of years back when my leading candidate for guy that should not be in the hall of fame got put in the hall of fame and I went, wait a minute, that's podcast episode. Yeah, He doesn't need to be in the hall of fame. Then I went, started looking back at some guys who should not be in the hall of fame that are. And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Let's, let, let, let's do an episode about this. So it's been a couple of years in the making, but we finally found the right time to do it. And here we are. Yep. Absolutely. So I'm gonna let you kind of start this off. Um, 
kind of, I think we should go one by one and just okay. kind of go through go this. Um, you know, and if, if, if we see the bridge, the gap between a couple of them, we can do that as well. But okay. um, kind of let you start off. Who is in the Hall of Fame? that you feel should not be in the hall of fame. And I think I know who your first one probably well, let, let's just, let's just start with the one that sparked <laughs> this episode. Uh, this happened in 2018 when this hall of famer was announced. And I said, he shouldn't be in the hall of fame. Why is he in a hall of fame? We need to do a podcast about this. And that individual is Mark Henry. I'm sorry. Um, I know a lot of people really love his hall of pain run. I know a lot of people respect him coming from the Olympics and transitioning into the wrestling world. I do too. Um, I can't imagine the transition that he had to go through and, and any athlete really, I mean, you look at a guy like Baron Corbin, who has been open and honest about learning how to wrestle versus playing football. You know, it's not an easy transition for any athlete. Wrestling is a whole different ball game pun or no pun intended than any other sport. So kudos to Mark Henry for getting in here from his weightlifting game, his, his powerlifting and his strongman and all this other kind of stuff. Kudos to him. But I just don't think his credentials and his accomplishments warrant him being in the Hall of Fame. I just, I don't know, man. It just, it, it just doesn't stack up for me. Like yeah. when you look at guys that are in the hall of fame that have made such an impact on the business, his impact falls short to me. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, and I, I, I kind of agree, but I kind of see why they put him in there as well, because okay, please, please explain. Well, well, part of it is that hall of pain run in a lot of ways, honestly, like rejuvenated his career okay. and it kind of set up a lot of, of really big things. I think, during that run was the best Mark Henry we ever got. Okay. Um, and made him feel like he felt he, to me, he had the, one of the greatest fake outs of all time in pro wrestling history with coming out and announcing he's retiring and then dropping Cena right off the bat. Like that moment was amazing. His entire run was so good um, through the hall of pain. And I mean, if you look at it, like the history of the, the WWE championships, like main titles, there's not a lot of, of African-American champions. I think he kind of trailblazed a lot of, of that as well. He was a part of that as well. So I think that is kind of the reason why he got in. Um, but I agree. I don't think when you look at a lot of the other guys that have been put in, um, I think, you know, he definitely is one that stands out that, yeah, he there you could give or take. I'll, I'll give you another mm -hmm. one that it's kind of in the same category, but it kind of is not. Um, who I, I definitely think does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame at all. And that, that's the great Kali. I don't think he deserves to be in the WWE Hall of Fame at all. Mm -hmm. um, I think at least with Mark Henry, you had a really good run with, you know, his Hall of Fame segment and everything, which went on for, for a long time. Right. With the great Kali, man, I, I don't think I've ever looked and said, oh, that was a really cool great Kali moment. Or like, oh, that was a really cool moment with him or a great match with him or right. whatever. The biggest pop I ever gave the great Kali was when he showed up in the Gender Mall Hall Randy Orton uh, match a couple years ago. Uh, what was this, uh, the uh, Punjabi prison match? Yeah, like, the prison. That yeah. was the only time I popped for the great Kali. So I think if I look at the two, I would say there's a case more for Mark Henry than there is for the great Kali. But I mean, the great Kali also showed up, you know, in an era before I started watching. So that's right. kind of that can also kind of play a factor into things as well. 
No, I completely agree. And to piggyback on what you said and to, to kind of disagree, but not really, because I get, <laughs> I get trailblazing and, and being champion and doing something that nobody has done. And, you know, Mark Henry being able to do that. I get that, but he only had one good run. Yeah. Like he had, he had the sexual chocolate run where Mae Young gave birth to the hand. Okay. It's one of the most shocking moments in raw history. Okay. I get it. Nation of domination. Okay. He was, he was kind of there, but not really. So his only run really was his hall of pain run. Yeah. To me, guys that get in the hall of fame have runs like that runs multiple. Yeah. You know, not just one that sets him apart. So I guess that's where I'm sour on it. Like, yeah, it was a great run, but that's the only thing he did in the business. And that doesn't warrant hall of fame to me. I, and to that aspect, I completely agree. But I think another part of it is his longevity, like in the business. I think, I think that plays a massive role in him getting in as well, which, you know, I think there, there's an argument. There's always an argument for and against a guy getting in. And I, sure. I'm not, I don't think it was out, way out of place, especially with the standard that we get now with kind of Hall of Fame of it's kind of like all the other pro sports Hall of Fames. Everybody and their mama kind of gets in because of yep. one thing. Um, and I, I think he fits, he somewhat fits the criteria, but I think there is a lot of gray area mm-hmm. um, where you can look at it and say, eh, he, yeah, he's in and yeah, that's fine. But I, th- there's some other people that are more deserving, I would think, I would say, than than Mark Henry getting it. And I didn't mean to to totally discredit, not discredit what you were saying, skip over your comment about Greg Khali. I 100% agree. Greg yeah. Khali does not need to be in the Hall of Fame. There's no rhyme or reason for that guy to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Is it is it just because he's like the tallest wrestler ever? Okay. That doesn't, I can be, that means you got to put the shortest wrestler ever. So we got to look at like a, uh, a Max Mini or a whoever. You know, El they gotta go the, You got to put Hornswog on the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Yeah, but Hornswoggle, shortest wrestler. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. Come on, Kali. No. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to throw one out there that I think is on the same level. <laughs> and I think you're, I, I think this may push your button a little bit, but that's, that's fine. Um, and this was in the uh, 2020 Hall of Fame class. And that is one Mr. John Bradshaw Layfield. Um, <laughs> and I will say this. I think the APA and him and the APA absolutely deserve to be in the hall of fame. I don't think there's any question about that. I don't think there's any argument against it. I think John Bradshaw Layfield JBL by himself. I think that's where there's an argument of like, ah, he had that one run, but the title that was okay. But I don't, but, I don't really, I don't really fit. Now I will say his gimmick was amazing. His gimmick was really good. And I, I, I think the gimmick worked really well, but I don't know. I think, I think it's one of those of, uh, he got in because of what he did and in, in a tag team division while also having that one run with the title as well. He was a wrestling God. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> I, I'm totally going to disagree with you. I think he is an absolute hall of famer. I think well, you got to look at guys like this that have longevity. Right. It's like Mark Henry. You can't put Mark Henry in just for his hall of pain run. You have to include the nation and the sexual right. chocolate and yada, yada, yada. Same thing with JBL. Not only do you have to include his JBL character, and he, he put Eddie Guerrero on the map as a main yep. eventer. JBL did that. He also helped elevate John Cena during that run. He did that. 
He was a commentator for a long time and one of the best, in my opinion, color commentators the WWE had for a long time. Yeah. Um, so you had the commentator, you had the JBL run, you had the APA run, which was just hilarious. Like the, the APA with their poker games and their bar fights and their backstage segments, they were must-see TV Yeah. in that era. Must-see TV. Then go back to the Acolyte run when he was in the Ministry yeah. of Darkness. Then before that, he was Justin Hawk Bradshaw, and he literally came out and branded people like Terry Funk used to do in the 90s. So to me, this guy, this guy is a Hall of Famer. Like he his impact, his significant impact on not only, like you said, the tag team division, the commentary team, the main event scene in the Ruthless Aggression era. Right. He was for a while, he was the number one heel on SmackDown, and that lasted for several years. Yeah. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer to me. Yeah, and I, I I I get that, but I think, you know, part of it is because his longevity is definitely there. Like, he, he has been there from, it seems like, from the beginning of the WWF, WWE. Like, he, it seems like he's been there from the beginning. And, and he, his tag team run is uh, you know we talk about our hardy boys and our edge and christian and our dudley boys and all of mm -hmm. that you know the apa is right up there and they revolutionized tag team wrestling during that yes. time as well yes um and so i, th I think that mm -hmm. is more than deserving it's just the singles run because i think if you let a tag team in that's one thing and that's fine. like that that's perfectly mm -hmm. fine for example this he's not on my list later but i, I think you could throw it in there i would say the Hardy Boys, definite tag team, Hall of Fame team. Absolutely yep. tag team, Hall of Fame team. Jeff Hardy is a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Yep. Matt Hardy, I'm not sure. With his WWE run. Right. Um, and I think, you know, that kind of applies somewhat here of like, yeah, JBL. And I'm not saying JBL and Matt Hardy are on the same level because J I think JBL had more su single success in WWE than Matt Hardy ever did. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I think... Looking so, back on the feud so and everything. Would you equate Ron Simmons, JBL's tag team partner? Would you equate him to the other side? Because he's in the Hall of Fame as a singles as well. Yeah, and I, th I think I would equate him to that side. But I think, once again, he's kind of like a Mark Henry case of right. trailblazer. He was the first African-American heavyweight champion. I, and that alone gets you. I think that alone you deserve to be, yep. whether you were great in the ring. or and I'm not saying he wasn't, but whether you were whatever, like, Mm -hmm. top star or not that yep. you, if you're a trailblazer you deserve i think to be in the hall of fame and i, I get right. that aspect of, of ron simmons but i don't know jbl to me uh, the singles wrestler side i think is where the argument kind of falls now if you're if you're including his tag runs before including his singles run and his commentating i think that gets in but if you're looking at just his singles run alone right. i think there's some you know I, I, there are some other guys that I would put in before JBL because sure. of their singles run before sure. I would put JBL in. Oh, absolutely. Like I hundred percent. I get that for yeah. sure. But I think in terms of hall of fame, see, this is, this is the interesting part about <laughs> WWE is they pick and choose what they want you to remember and what they want you to yep. forget. Um, and yep. situations like this, there are some guys where they don't want you to remember everything else they did. <laughs> like for example, again, I, I don't want to keep harping back to Mark Henry, but I think he's a great example of exactly what we're talking about here. I think WWE really wants you to focus on that Hall of Pain run. Yeah. And that's what got him in. Not yeah. so much the rest of it. Like it's there, 
but that's where they want your focus to be. And the same thing with JBL. They kind of want your focus to be on that singles run, but they also acknowledge the rest of that. Yeah. So I, I think it's definitely, I think it's interesting. He's definitely, there would be a lot more guys that I would put in before him. I agree with you, but I do think he's a Hall of Famer. And I, I think part of it is because we look at this as like, we look at the WWE Hall of Fame as like the pro wrestling Hall of Fame. And that's yes. not, that's not true at all. There's, not there's true. a difference if, Going back to it, if you listen to Vince McMahon's reasoning behind not using the word wrestling, which I, I get it, but I don't at the same time. Right. Of like they want to induct WWE superstars. They yes. don't want to induct Hall of Famers and or not Hall of Famers, but uh, pro just pro wrestlers. Right. And part of that is like you have to be decent in the ring, but you also have to be like a character. And I think Mark yes. Henry kind of fits that of like, well, yes, he wasn't always a top guy. We remember the sexual chocolate. We remember yes. Mae Young's hand baby. We remember, you know, all this other stuff that he was doing that was funny. Like that that's part of it as well. Because, you know, I, I think his Hall of Pain run really got him in, obviously. But I think they want us to remember like the Mae Young segments and mm-hmm. the sexual chocolate segments and all that other stuff as well. Yeah, I get that. But I think JBL, you know, if if you're looking at all those attributes that would get you in the Hall of Fame. In the 2000s, not a lot of people could touch JBL on a microphone. JBL yeah. knew how to get heat yeah. on a microphone, especially, and I keep going back to Eddie Guerrero <laughs> and that Eddie Guerrero feud. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. So I think JBL is a Hall of Famer. We're talking about this tag team stuff, and I want to transition to one of my guys here. Yeah, go ahead. But, but it's a little bit different. This is a guy that falls into exactly what we're sitting here talking about kind of the other half of a tag team he's not in the hall of fame right now and i don't think he gets in the hall of fame okay and but I do love, you think he deserves i'm getting there okay i love him to death he's I, I think he's a fantastic wrestler but i want to talk about christian mm. because i don't think christian gets in the hall of fame by himself do I think he deserves it by himself? No, I don't. And that hurts. It literally hurts me to say. Like, I literally have a knot in my stomach saying that right now. I don't think he gets in the Hall of Fame by himself. Now, if they decide to induct Agent Christian as a tag team, you better believe that they deserve to get in. Yeah. But Christian, for his whole body of his career, I mean, unless you're counting TNA, which I don't know that they're going to count TNA. Like, well, let me ask you this because that I I think I somewhat I agree. I think he, based off the other people we've kind of talked about, I think he has the same qualifications they do to get in. Okay. Um, I Mark Henry. I think he. I think Christian has the same because that heel run of Christian. And twenty uh, right after Edge retired was amazing. Eleven, sorry, twenty eleven. Yeah, that heel run that he did with Randy Orton was amazing. And then you have that segment on SmackDown or Raw between him, Miz, and our Truth, where they're talking about Riley and Really and all like, yep. all of that stuff was really great. But I think if you look at it, like his WWE run as a singles competitor, I would agree. Mm-hmm. But you also have to look like they have guys like Sting, who I know Sting definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying he doesn't. But he's in the WWE Hall of Fame and only wrestled two matches in WWE. Correct. And they took his outside work into consideration. But kind of the same way with the Goldberg. 
Right. And they definitely did it with Jushin Thunder Liger, who I still, I agree, he should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying he shouldn't be. And so if you look at Christian's overall perspective work, what he did in TNA, what he did, I think what he's doing in AEW, Mm -hmm. um, I think what he did with that World Heavyweight Championship, I think that part of it deserves to get in. However, will WWE look at all of that? Probably not because he's. I don't think Christian is on the same level as a Sting. I don't think he's on the same level as a Jushin Thunder Liger. Well, I think what you have to look at with Sting and with Goldberg, Jushin Thunder Liger is is a weird anomaly anyway. (laughs) Um, But I think with Sting and with Goldberg, the reason they can acknowledge their outside stuff is because they own WCW. Right. If they owned TNA, okay, well, then you can sign up Christian. You can sign up Bully Ray. You can sign up a bunch of guys. Uh, I mean, AJ Styles, I mean, he's already in, but Kurt Angle at the same Kurt, time. And, AJ's going to be a Hall of Famer anyway. We're not yeah. talking about that, but that would solidify him even more. Yeah. So I think that, oh, I need to put that on my list. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I I see the point in looking at the outside stuff, but because WWE doesn't own TNA or certainly don't own AEW. Right. Um. I just don't think you can include all of that for Christian because again, this is not the pro wrestling hall of fame. If we're talking about the pro wrestling hall of fame, Jushin Thunder Liger's in Christian's probably in that's fine. But with WWE and I love Christian stuff, but it just seemed like he always had to have a dance partner yeah. to, to really elevate him. He Cause when he did this stuff with Tyson Tomko, like it was okay. In the in 2005, it was okay when he was a team with Chris Jericho for a hot minute when they had a thing with Lita and Trish around WrestleMania 20. Okay, that was that was pretty good. Um, and then his stuff with the Orton, there's no denying that was really really good. Mm-hmm. But aside from those like couple of little snippets in his career, man, I just don't think he makes it on his own. Yeah, and I think I honestly I don't think. Vince wants him in to be quite honest well because not just because of the AEW thing. I mean, if you look at it before, I think he wanted to put a blue dot on screen whenever Christian was wrestling because he thought his face was so ugly or something <laughs> right. like that, something like that. So I, I, I think you're right. I, th- I don't think he will get in. Um, deserving, I think it's a toss up. I really think if you, yeah. it depends on the criteria of yep. WWE alone, probably not. His entire wrestling portfolio absolutely he i think he is a no doubter dude's an incredible wrestler dude has great psychology dude knows how to tell a story he's a smart guy like he's one of my favorites i mean it really is that's why it hurts me to say i don't think he's gonna make it in the hall of fame though right right and i agree i i think i agree that he he probably won't get in the hall of fame as well um i don't know there's a lot of other guys i'm looking at that i i don't know which one exactly to bring up next um, I guess I could point out one of the obvious ones, and that's because I don't know exactly who he is, so you could probably fill me in on it. Um, yep. It was with the worst Hall of Fame speech of all time, by far. Um, took forever, by far. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, and that is uh, one Hillbilly Jim. That was, uh, you know, <laughs> that... The Hall of Fame speech, I think, got him in by himself as a comedy character because that right. Hall of Fame speech was something else. I was expecting them to do the rope thing and pull him uh-huh. off at some point, but uh-huh. I think he's one of them that, you know, probably hate- did some decent stuff in the 80s. Yep. 
eighties and so, stuff that I've never seen, but I don't know. So Hillbilly Jim to me, and I hate saying bad things about a Kentucky boy. But I know, me too. I, I will. Uh Hillbilly Jim falls in the same category for me as Coco Beware. Um, <laughs> and I don't think those guys should be in. Mm-hmm. Now, did they have fantastic territory runs? Yeah, they did. Were they two of the most popular guys in the territories? You know, a good I don't want to say popcorn moment because that's the wrong thing. That's the opposite. But they were the feel-good characters that got everybody off their feet. They weren't great wrestlers. They weren't going to win all the time. They certainly weren't going to win championships, but they were the they were the popular guys. Right. Bushwhackers, for example. <laughs> Luke and Butch, the Bushwhackers, okay? They're not setting the world on fire. They're just, you know, fan favorites, fun-loving right. kind of people. So – that falls into the sports entertainment category yep. of guys that need to be in for that reason. Do I think the Bushwhackers, Hillbilly Jim, and Coco Beware should be Hall of Famers? No, they're on my list. I wrote them all three down under out. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not think they should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, did they make an impact on the wrestling business? Like I said, yeah, they did, but. I just, I think you have to be picky when it comes to guys like that. Yep. And you can only put in a few of them. I just. For example, I think somebody that fits in this in modern terms, and he's not in my list, but if he's on your list, I'm sorry I took him. I think R-Truth is more than likely going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Not because of his wrestling ability, but because of the fact that, like, he's one of the most entertaining guys on on in pro wrestling not just in wwe and more entertaining guys i agree and his longevity is insane he's been around since the attitude era like dude's insane and i think he is one of those guys that you can cherry pick out of this humongous pool of entertainers and say okay this guy set himself apart he needs to be in the hall of fame Coco Beware. Yeah, he's going to be remembered for the guy that came out with the bird, Frankie. Okay. Hillbilly Jim's going to be remembered for the guy with the big hat and the stomps and the overalls. Okay. Bushwhackers are going to be remembered for coming out and licking people and doing this crazy <laughs> whatever. Okay, but you got to pick one. Like, yeah. you can't have everybody in for their gimmick. And I think if, if you're lumping truth in with those guys, it's truth all day for me well, over think, any of those guys. I think you can pick one per maybe per generation or like one per you know different era of wwe because like you have your your you know your before i don't even remember the golden era i think is what it was called before the attitude era then you have Mm -hmm. your attitude era guys you have your ruthless aggression guys then you have your pg era and your modern era guys and i think the truth fits that one very well and i don't think you can pick multiple guys from multiple eras and be like oh yeah they were funny or you know whatever let's just let's just fill this class <laughs> let's just yep. put these people in i think that's what a lot of these are is fillers uh sure. in the hall of fame which devalues the hall of fame in a lot of ways yes it does um, like i feel like we need to get away from this filler thing if that means induct three people every year that means induct three people every year well that's why i'm fine with undertaker going in by himself this year because yes. for the first time in years the Hall of Fame feels special because it's just Taker right now. Yep. And the fact that Vince is introducing or inducting him, both of those things make it feel super special. They they don't happen. They they don't happen. I think the last one that felt special was 
maybe Goldberg. Not um, even. But not even then. Like I think Edge he'll was Billy Jim. He'll Billy Jim and everybody class. out. But I think I think probably Edge's was the last one because of how Edge felt special. Yep. Edge and Shawn Michaels really felt special because who they were. But yeah. even then they had a lot of other guys in their class. Um and even they last did. year, like I think you could have got rid of half the people they inducted and just have it be Kane. And that would have been great. And honestly, if they wanted to wait and hold off, which I think I think Kane deserved to headline a class, which I think is another topic for another day of like, are some of these guys headliners or are they not? Sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. But I think Kane definitely deserves to headline his class. But if he they waited, because I think he deserved to be inducted in front of a live audience, in front of a live crowd. If yeah. they would have waited until this year and done Undertaker and Kane kind of at the same time, I think that would have been... It would have been cool. That would have been nope. cool and that would have been fine. Um, I agree. But this is the first year that it feels special because it's one guy who more than deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Probably, honestly, the greatest WWE creation of all time. Yep, for um, sure. For sure. The greatest is. thing to come out of WWE of all time, and that is including The Rock at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I really think that it, the, that's one of the reasons why it feels so special this year. Um, I'm, sc- I'm scrolling through the list here. Yeah. Um, and just as you're talking about that, trying to figure out, okay, who jumps out to me as – as the induction was special. Um, and I, I think DX was kind of special it, but because of was, how funny they were. Sure it was, but like the last meaningful one, yeah. I'm going to say Sting because Sting yeah. was the first real, aside from Ric Flair, because he had longevity in the WWE, but Sting was the first like WCW guy yeah. that they brought in and said, the minute you sign your contract, you're going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like that's that's sting, you know? So to me, it felt special. And then um before that would be the ultimate warrior. That one felt special just because of the circumstances surrounding it yeah. and everything that happened and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that that's definitely a um uh, a conversation for another day with headliners and, <laughs> and, and that and that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's transition over to N okay. because I've got a couple of guys here that I want to make sure that we hit, um, and that we don't, uh, you know, run terribly over on time. <laughs> let's go to N and I want to throw this guy out to you because I'm interested to hear what you have to say okay. as a, not a casual fan. That's certainly the wrong word. Um, as not as knowledgeable about the old school product as I am. Yeah. I'm going to throw a name out. I want to, I want to hear what you have to say. Lex Luger. Honestly, looking through all of this, it surprised me that he was not on this list. And if this is, this is where the education side of the old school comes in. This wasn't he like the guy after was it after Hogan kind of left for a little bit? They tried to be. They he, they tried to make him the guy. It didn't work. He exactly. What was it? He body slammed Yokozuna without yes. even winning the title, and they acted like he won the title or something well, like. There so was something what happened? Like that. So what happened was is they were doing the body slam challenge on the USS Intrepid. Yeah, and this was the crowning moment for Lex Luger. Like this was him. He was a heel because mm-hmm. he was the narcissist up until this point when the intrepid deal happens and 
Luger body slams Yoko. That sets them up for their match. So I think that the, the Intrepid thing, I think, happened in like May. No, it was July 4th, of course. July 4th. <laughs> so that was made in the USA. Lex Luger set you up for your match against Yoko at SummerSlam mm-hmm. in 93 to win the title. And he won the match, but by count out. And they celebrated like he won the title. So it was so from July to SummerSlam in August, they soured on Luger being the guy that quickly. So I think that failed babyface run in WWE is why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and knowing what I know about him, um, I don't know. I, I. I'm probably going to be wrong about this. Remember, I'm the young guy that I, I don't yes. know everything about him. Yes. But from the things I do know, I would not, I would say he doesn't deserve to be in. Um, he's a, he was, he's a little bit of a, a little bit of a backstage issue. Yeah. Personally. Yep. Yeah. Which I mean, a lot, let's be honest. A lot of these older guys are backstage true. liabilities and issues. Very true. Um, but I don't, I think, I don't think he is because he never, a lot of these guys had that moment of like, yep. even a Mark Henry had the moment of being like, he was the top guy for a little bit of like the number yeah. one heel on in WWE, like, but was doing it the right way and killing mm-hmm. it and all the other stuff. Um, he, Luke Lex, I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't think he so. was, he was a top guy in WCW for a little while, early nineties. Yeah. Uh, when, especially when flair went over to the WWE for a year, Lex was the number one heel. In WCW, he was the champion. Sting beat him for the title. Uh, that's who Ron Simmons won the title from. He beat yeah. Lex Luger for the title. Um, and then Luger had some great matches with Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, and, you know, before Flair left. So Luger was a mainstay in WCW. Then he went over to the WWE, and um, you know, some things happened, and it didn't work out. He went back to WCW. He made a big impact the first night of Nitro. He beat Hogan for the title on Hogan's incredible run, but still, like, I just, as big of a 90s wrestling fan as I am and as big of a WCW fan as I am, I can't look at Lex Luger and say, man, I'd like to see him get in the Hall of Fame, but I don't know that he's going to. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think he kind of fits the same mold as a Christian. Yes. Of, like, the fans want him in probably – of that gen- of that era and that generation probably won him in. Yep. But will he ever get in is probably well, you another look question. At, you look at what Vince thinks as professional wrestlers, body guy. Yep. I mean, there was nobody could touch Lex Luger in the body department for a long time. Yeah. I mean, Luger was that guy. He was the prototypical wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to throw a name out to you as well um, and see get your thoughts on it because I haven't seen a lot of his matches, but the matches that I have seen are awesome (laughs) really good and we talked about him actually a little bit uh when we did our halloween havoc uh cover back in october that is vader (laughs) why is vader not in he's on my list too man like um he to me you talk about your prototypical vince guys yep he's a big dude that could move (laughs) yeah, <laughs> like put on great matches at the same time, which I understand to Vince wrestling is not everything. Yes, but it should play a part into it. And I think mm-hmm. his character and everything else, I, I, to me, he's one of the biggest, if not the biggest question marks of like, why is he not in? He's definitely one of the best big men 
in the history of the wrestling yeah, business. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Um, but I think the same thing that happened with Luger is the same reason why Vader won't get in. It was that failed heel run in the WWF. When he finally got in, it didn't work. Yeah. And that was, I'm sorry, he's my favorite wrestler of all time, but it's Shawn Michaels' fault because Shawn didn't want to work with him. Yep. Um, and now, granted, Vader was heavier when he got there. He wasn't in the be- in the shape that he was in WCW. Right. Um, and he wouldn't wash his gear. My goodness, there are so <laughs> many stories about how stanky his gear and his gloves are. And Sean just said, I'm not doing it. So, like, <laughs> if you <laughs> if you look at 1996, yeah, it was supposed to be Vader, Sean in a trilogy. It was Vader, Sean at SummerSlam. Sean gets the win. They were supposed to go back at it again at Survivor Series. Vader was supposed to take the title from Sean. And then that Royal Rumble 97 was supposed to be Vader, Sean 3. Instead, we insert Psycho Sid. Um, because Vader couldn't hack it and Sean didn't want him to hack it. Right. But the reason that you can see that that was supposed to happen in your house in December that year was called in your house. It's time Vader was on the posters. Like that was supposed to be Vader as champion and it didn't work. So he did some incredible stuff in Japan and incredible stuff in WCW. I mean, right. he had in, some fantastic feuds with Sting and with Flair and Hogan and all that stuff. And when he got to WWE, it just it just didn't work. That's why I don't know if he's going to get in or not. Now, now that he's passed away, I think it's Probably. time to induct him. But yeah. I hate that that's the only reason. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I'm going to throw one more out there and then uh, I'll let you kind of go through your list as well, because yes. I'm sure you have others on there. Um, another big guy, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what these big guys problems are <laughs> not getting in. Um, but to me, another one is Bam Bam. Like, I think, I mm-hmm. think he is another guy that deserves to be in. If you look at WrestleMania one, was it that he went up against Lawrence Taylor? Uh, 11, 11, it was 11. 11. Wow. I thought it was a lot sooner than that. But anyways, like that's one of the best celebrity wrestling matches of all time. And the only reason why you have a good celebrity match is because of the person that's in there with the celebrity. And Mm -hmm. I I think Bam Bam is part of that, but he's also had a lot of other really great moments at the same time that he's one of those like Vader of like, I don't understand why he's not in the hall of fame as well. Bam Bam was very versatile as far as being a heel and a baby face and, you know, his run in 95, you talked about the Lawrence Taylor match up until that with the million dollar corporation and, and, you know, different things like that, dude, any dude that's over 300 pounds that can do a moonsault and do it well <laughs> deserves to be in the hall of fame. I'm yeah. just saying, yeah. um, I do think Bam Bam will get in before Vader will like yeah. if, if you had to put them up on a board and you said, okay, pick Bam Bam or Vader, it's Bam Bam all yeah. day, just because he was a mainstay in the WWE uh, you know, I hate to put the stereotype on it, but it, we see it over and over. Guys that come from other places into WWE, it they don't. I'm not gonna say they don't get a fair shake, but sometimes they, they don't get a, fair, a whole lot more. Yes, thank you. Yep. Perfect. That's the politically correct way to say that. <laughs> um, and maybe Vader didn't do that well enough. Right. Bam Bam was there. Bam Bam did incredible work. 
uh, especially that Lawrence Taylor match. I mean, guy that can main event WrestleMania and he doesn't ever have another main event match ever. Yeah. But to show the company the position that you can be in, that they can give you the ball and you can deliver like you did. Yeah. Bam Bam is a hall of famer to me. He yep. needs, he needs to be in there for sure. I'm going to throw you one that, um, and maybe we'll, we'll get ready to close up after this one, but I want to throw you one that is in that I think yep. deserves to be in. And that a lot of people would maybe say doesn't deserve to be in. I want to see your thoughts on this. Okay talking about double j jeff Jarrett's. yeah what are your thoughts on jeff from what you know of mr Jarrett again sans tna yeah being in the hall of fame uh, without tna <laughs> i think a lot of the reason why he may have got in is because of who his daddy was probably is one of them <laughs> okay yeah, um yeah. And, you know, I think he obviously, he definitely has his moments. He definitely still gets, I mean, the rumble when he popped up for the first time in a while, got yep. a big pop, got a big reaction, all of that. Um, obviously, Slap Nuts is one of the funniest things yes. ever of all time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, when you think of pro wrestling and a guitar, uh, you think of two people. You think of the Honky Tonk Man and you think of Jeff Jarrett. And they're and both I, in the Hall of Fame. And to me, I think of Jeff Jarrett before I think of a Honky Tonk Man. That's probably because I'm younger, and that's yes. who I saw probably more. Right. Um, my first introduction to Jeff Jarrett, though, was TNA Jeff Jarrett, which right. <clears throat> TNA Jeff Jarrett, I think, hurts Jeff Jarrett's Hall of Fame chances more than helps. You think? Uh, the, I, think TN, I think Jeff Jarrett's management of TNA and everything else hurts it because that it was a dump uh, to me. It was a dumpster fire when he was there. Um, and uh, it was during the time of Hogan and flair and uh, he wasn't uh, there during then. He was there for a little bit. I think he was there as they were leaving or as they came in, he was taken out of management and they for were, them and they were brought in. Okay. Okay. Yes. I could have swore he was there for a little bit with them. He was there. Okay. He was there, but he was removed from his managerial gotcha. role for them gotcha gotcha well i I don't know to me he's one of those that i can see why he's in the hall of fame yep but it wouldn't have shocked me if he wasn't in the hall of fame or never got into the hall of fame i think he's one of those of his character probably got him in more than his in-ring work and anything else fantastic character this is one of those situations i mentioned this earlier where wb wants us to remember certain things (laughs) and forget about certain things and exclude certain things this is a guy that i do think they allow the TNA legacy to creep in and get him in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be in without it, but I definitely think that that helps his case just as his overall body of work, and they're allowing that legacy to to be part of the reason why he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think think that probably does play a factor into it, and I think they do pick – obviously cherry pick who they want for the outside stuff to matter and who they don't want the outside right. stuff to matter. I think that that definitely plays a part. Um, all right. So kind of the current day um, and I'm uh, kind of thinking about it. I'm thinking our list may be somewhat similar, maybe somewhat different because I'm going to let right you go first it. and then I'm going to pick the people that you didn't pick probably to, so that they will be different, but I probably will agree with most of your list as well. Um, but we're kind of looking at current day guys of, who are still active, who are still wrestling, 
um, or have, I would say who has wrestled in the last year, okay. <laughs> I think is a, a so, fair. So we're taking rock out. Obviously. We're taking rock out. Yeah. Because we're taking rock out because he's going to yeah. be in at some point and probably next, more than likely next year in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, current active guys that are not only just, they're going to be in the hall of fame and probably most of them are like headliners in yeah. my opinion, are hall of famers. Can I give me your list of, of who you think is going to be in and kind of why? I'm going to give you five, and this is really easy. Um, I don't even think I have to say why. Um, Chris Jericho is number one, hands down. There's not even a question that he should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, same thing with John Cena. No question. Dude is headlining the class. Dude could stand on his own. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Like The Undertaker. I'm not saying he's on Taker's level, but if there's anybody that could, it would be that guy. Uh, obviously, Brock Lesnar, he's going to be in there. I think Roman Reigns is in there uh, just for everything that he has done. Not just the last year and a half, but the last year and a half has just made him a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like, I think he was doing good stuff before, but if there was ever any question, the last year and a half changed that. Yeah. And then the guy that I mentioned earlier is AJ Styles. The, the minute the dude retires, the next year he's going in. Yeah. I firmly believe that. I, I know those agree. are really obvious choices, um, but like, you know. They're they, obvious they, for a reason. <laughs> they're obvious for a reason. You're yeah. exactly right. For um, sure. Mine's kind of, so I, all of those guys are on my list. I've got a couple others as well. Yeah. Um, I think Randy Orton is of course a Hall of Fame first class headliner yeah. guy. Um, yep. uh, he's another one that I, if they, he went in by himself, I wouldn't have that big of a yep. problem with Absolutely. Uh, Batista is another one that I think he is a hall of famer, um, for his evolution did run. Go, did he not go in? I think he, no, I guess he didn't. I don't think no, he I, has gone in yet. I think he was supposed to, but then he said he wanted to wait until a live crowd. That's right. That's, that's like that. So that's what it was. Yeah. Um, so Batista, so he's kind of an obvious given. I think Seth Rollins is another one. Um, that is a Hall of Famer, not just because of his in-ring work. I mean, his in-ring work, I think, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame by itself. But with this new yep. character that he has is amazing and is killing it. So I think that's another one. Um, I'm going to go with a not wrestler, non-wrestler guy that I think is deserving to be in. Paul Heyman is going to be a Hall of Famer. Yes. Paul Heyman is going to be a Hall of Famer, not only for what he did with ECW and backstage creatively, my opinion, my humble opinion, the greatest guy on the mic of all time is Paul Heyman. Um, and there's a lot of guys that are close, but to me, I think he, what he is able to do with words yep. and never get like, you never get bored with it is absolutely amazing. Um, so he's another guy that I think gets in the new day. I think is a, is a given hall of fame tag team. Gotta that, be in as, a, as the trio, the trio. I think the trio get in. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Kofi gets in by himself. He's the, he's the only one. As of now, I think Biggie. I think there's a chance Biggie could have the resume at some point, sure. um, and I hope Xavier Woods does too. I love Xavier Woods. I think they need to let him kind of do his own thing as well at times. But I think Kofi is a great chance to get in by himself. I think New Day is a given to get in by himself. I agree. Um, and then uh, the final one, which is now slipping my mind for some reason, which I completely forgot. I'll jog your memory because this this was probably on your list. Uh, yeah. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. We'll get there. Uh, Triple H, we'll get yeah, there. We'll get there. Um, here's one that that you didn't throw out. 
that'll be a fun. I mean, I think we both agree on it, but I don't think it's one that we thought about. The Miz. I think he's a definite Hall of Famer. Dude's a Hall of Famer. I think he's absolutely a Hall of Famer. Dude's yeah. a Hall of Famer for then I'm gonna, sure. I, I think, you know, kind of not just looking at the guy side, I think Charlotte is a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Becky yeah. is a Hall of Famer. Yep. I think the four I think the four All horsewomen four are Hall of Famers. I think yep. Paige is a Hall of Famer. What Paige yes. did to trail they talk about the women's evolution starting with Becky and Charlotte and Sasha and all them. It's started with Paige. Like Paige no, Well, it started no, before, but no. the new the new Yes. The new, I think, honestly, though, if you look at it, the yeah. resurgence, but I think Paige did, Paige got a lot more credit and had a lot more insight backstage, I think, than Trish and Lita did, honestly. And I, sure. I think, sure. I think that's where, if you're putting a face on the women's revolution, I would put Paige there. Um, not taken away from Trish or Lita at all because they're Hall of Famers already, deserve to be Hall of Famers, but I think Paige really embodied what the revolution of, of women's wrestling was so i think sure. they're they're obviously there as well but I, I i mean you know i could see a lot of other guys that we didn't mention at some point having the resume to get up to that point uh to be a hall of famer um and you know it's i that's what's so fun about being around right now watching all these guys is because it, there's a lot of different criteria yep. all these guys are to me, first ballot, all these guys and girls are first ballot Hall of Famers. And then I'm going to throw another one out there that we didn't mention because I don't think it's even, I don't think anybody could ever question it. Uh, Vince McMahon is definitely going to be yeah. in the WWE Hall of Fame for, honestly, for his character on TV, but as well the, what he created before yep. anybody else even thought about creating it yep. is just crazy. And he won't be inducted until he dies. No, absolutely not. Because he he will not allow himself <laughs> to get inducted. And I think I think Triple H more than likely inducts him if Triple H is still around. Um, I, think I think it's a family thing, but I think Triple yes. H takes I think Triple H takes the See, no, heavy duty of it. No, I think it's Stephanie. I think Stephanie. I, does. I think it's a combination though, probably of, sure. of both of them. I think everybody's going to play a part in it. Yep. Um, I wouldn't have a problem with Stone Cold and indu- in, uh, inducted him like as well. Like there, there's a lot of, of people, but I think. He is another one that is definitely deserving a Hall of Fame. Yep, won't get in until he, he dies because he won't let that happen. Right, because um, he hates. If you look at the interview, he hates being thanked, um, yep. which is crazy to me. But that yep. is what it is. So, anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up on this Hall of Fame edition episode? No, man. I mean, it, this was a lot of fun. Like, there are a lot of guys that I have on my list that haven't made it in the Hall of Fame that I think should. I think there's an argument. Obviously. Um, the Midnight Express is one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Demolition, I know they've had some legal issues with WWE. Uh, the New Age Outlaws, I think they should go in by themselves, not just in DX. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Owen Hart, that's not going to happen, but Owen Hart is a first ballot Hall of Famer and deserves to be in there. Yep. Uh, there are so many guys that haven't been inducted yet that you know that need to be inducted in there. there uh, let me just say this. For as a blanket majority statement, the people that are in the Hall of Fame deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. There are a few that I would probably take out. Uh, there are a few that I would exclude. But for the majority of the time, like I looked at the list of Hall of Famers and I went, dang, not as many there that I need to take out as I thought. Like yeah. they all deserve to be in there. Yeah. I'm going to throw one more name out there to you and then get final thoughts because I think he is one that. A lot of people, th- I think he fits the Christian mold a lot of ways. 
Um, he's already technically a Hall of Famer for being a part of a group that's mm. in the Hall of Fame, but by himself he is not. And I want to see what you'd think. Uh, do you think X Pac? I knew you were going to ever say gets that. in the Hall of I'm Fame. So glad you said that. Um, no, I don't. I think between his run with the NWO when mm-hmm. he was inducted with the NWO and his run with DX, that's it. One, two, three kid was, was fine. Uh, he, you know, biggest upset in Monday Night Raw history at the time, Penn and Razor Ramon um, as a job guy. But no, I do not think he gets in the Hall of Fame just on his merit alone. I do not. I tend to agree, but I just wanted to throw that there and, and get your thoughts on that as well. But let us know, like, let us know what you think. Who do you think deserves to be in? Uh, who you think doesn't deserve to be in? Tell Chris how dumb he is for not saying Mark Henry should be in. Tell me how dumb I am for not saying JBL should be in. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of everybody has their opinion, and you know we want to hear. I want to. I mean, we want to hear everybody's opinion, and we want to talk about it some more because it's one of those of like every sports Hall of Fame. There are always a handful of people that are like. Well, Barry Bonds shouldn't be in. And I'm over here going, Barry Bonds does more than deserves to be in the MLB Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Pete Rose as well. Pete Rose deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Let that man free. Listen, um, um, <laughs> by the way, at WrestleCon, when I go meet JBL, I will drag you with me and tell him that you don't think he should be in the Hall that's of fine. Fame. That's fine. I'll tell him to his face. I ain't afraid of him. <laughs> I'll tell him Paul Heyman is right. The only reason why you were champ is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. Um <laughs> That is that is still one of the greatest lines in wrestling history. I firmly believe that. Uh, that was amazing. But let us know down below who you think deserves to be in, who you don't think deserves to be in. Um, and the guys that we mentioned that are kind of on the fence, let us know where you stand with them as well because I, I think it's a really interesting topic and a really interesting conversation to be had uh, with other people as well. But make sure that if you're watching us on the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel, you hit that subscribe button, uh, follow, like, share, all of that fun stuff as well. Um, if you're listening to us on SportsWire, we really appreciate your support there. Continue to listen to us each and every week, um, as well as all the other amazing shows there as well. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at PBW Podcast. You can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris Belcher 24 uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Andy underscore PBWP. And yeah, we're on the road to WrestleMania. There's a lot of extra and other content that is coming out. And, uh, you know, if Vince McMahon keeps doing interviews, we may just start doing episodes on those as well, because right. <laughs> there's enough content in that interview alone to, I think, produce multiple episodes, to, to be quite honest. Um, but check us out Wednesday as we are going to be covering and talking about AEW Revolution, as well as the build up to continuing to Monday Night, uh, to Monday Night Raw, to WrestleMania um, as well. There's a lot of interesting and fun stuff coming uh, coming as well. There's a lot of changing things in the world of wrestling as well because is Cody going to eight is going Cody going to WWE or is he going to lead the ROH invasion in AEW? That that's a question that I think could be discussed and answered and we'll talk about that I'm sure as well. But there's a lot of things going on. But we appreciate you guys joining us and tuning in and going on this ride to us or with us to WrestleMania um, and beyond as well. Literally. So we really appreciate <laughs> literally. But we really appreciate you guys doing that as well. But for Chris Belcher, I am Andy York. Thank you once again for tuning in and listening to us. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode.